Pardon the Ignorance podcast. Back again for another episode this week. Uh, this time we're throwing it up a little bit. We're changing it around. Uh, Harry, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Welcome. It, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for being on. It's been a while since we had uh, just the two of us on a on an episode. It's been a while. I don't think actually. we ever have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we did no. it once. We have. Yeah, we did. We talked about comedy and your whole uh, creative, uh, your whole creativity style and like how you get into your mindset and everything. We just basically went through that structure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Now I yeah. remember. Well, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be more and more more of the two of us after uh, you kick Dave and Chris off the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah now um things happen <laughs> people weren't able to come in tonight and instead of you know i'm happy that you were able to spend a little bit of time and uh join me for it should be a good episode let's see what we yeah, can give to okay. the give to the people um this week it might be audio only i have to see how we can do it um i'm trying to record uh zoom wouldn't let me record so um, I'm recording the actual screen and I'm recording the audio separately and I want to see if I can just mash them together in iMovie later on. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Should be interesting. <laughs> um, so let's get right into it. You said you have a lot, you have a really busy weekend this weekend. Oh yeah. I have a really busy weekend. It's not as busy as it, as it was a couple of weeks ago, but, um, I'm doing a lot of football commentary again and, um, Tomorrow I'm lined up to uh, to do play-by-play commentary for the German Bowl, which is the German Super Bowl. There's really um, no other way to to describe it better. Um, of course, the media circus isn't as big. I mean, there's no media circus as big as the Super Bowl's media circus. No. But um, it's going to be a, a packed stadium, a soccer stadium in Frankfurt. I think they sold it out with... Uh, of course, bearing in mind the COVID capacities. Um, it's in Frankfurt this year. Yeah. It's in Frankfurt, yeah. It's it's always been in Frankfurt. Really? Um, For some reason, also, I thought it was in Berlin or something. They had it in Berlin, I think, once or twice. Okay. But um, it... It's, it, it draws a lot of controversy to have it in Frankfurt for whatever reason, but um, like all the people that pull the strings are native to Frankfurt, so uh, that's why they keep having it there. I mean, I don't know if it makes sense or not. I don't really care. Um, Frankfurt, Berlin, it's a commute either way, so um, yeah. <laughs> Either way, yeah, but Berlin's a little bit better for you. Well, Berlin's more fun than Frankfurt is, I think. <laughs> Well, but I mean, like as far as commute wise, it's uh, it's closer for you. No, it's actually pretty much the same distance. Is um, it really? Yeah, yeah. It's really like uh, just a, north, just a ten k northwest. Difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that I keep forgetting that for because it always throws me for a loop because you do air traffic control for Berlin, right? But you're off site. Like you guys are completely off site, and that's what keeps throwing me off. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you got an NFL game this weekend? No, I don't. I don't actually. Um, this, this week I'm, I'm completely out of the zone loop. Um, also I don't think that I'm on the roster for October. They like to rotate their commentators because, okay, um, like all their freelancers want to get a show. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
cool. And I mean, it it is um, it is shift work for for Germans. A lot of people um, work like regular jobs, and they have to show up on Mondays. So yeah, um, yeah, that's why they like to rotate. Yeah, this is it's just like a side job, you know, a mini yeah. job. What they what they call it here. Um, right. That's cool though. Um, well, that's cool. Are you gonna uh, after the game then tomorrow? Are you sticking around in town? No, well, I'm, I am driving to Gießen because it's also my mom's birthday. Yeah, that's why um, I figured I was going to see if you're going to go see your mom. Yeah, but other than that, I, I'm not sure if I have to work again on Monday. Um, I might. Well, if I if I have to work on Monday, then I'm only like staying for Sunday afternoon. Um, but hey, I've been putting a lot of miles on on German autobahns, man. I've been I've been all over them. I bet, man. <laughs> I bet. This time of year, I mean, like, seasons are ending. Everybody wants to get you in to do commentary or in-house stuff. So uh, you're yeah. very busy. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100. Hey, I, I really enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, you know what? And that's the thing, man. Like, that's one thing that what I really, really, really like about you is, like, you have a really good job, but it's very stressful. A lot of people, like... If you really you think, oh, okay, air traffic controller, cool, man. But if you really research and go into it, that is a very it's a very stressful job, and it's hard on your mentality, like on your psyche. But what you do, you're able to. You have your stand up. You have your commentating. You have, you know, you take all your passions and you actually do them. Instead of somebody's like, oh man, I'd love to do this, you go and do it. Which is really cool. It's very inspiring, man. It's definitely hey, thanks, it's man. cool. Appreciate it. I like it a lot. Um, and yeah, it's cool. And it's also great to see like, you know, people that you meet and become friends with do what they like to do and actually are successful with it. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's it's pretty empowering, man. It's it, good shit. I like it. You're definitely doing good. Keep it going. <laughs> um Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. But I don't want this whole episode to be just um, sucking your dick. So <laughs> um, I was getting ready to say, like, do you know that I only have a week to live or something? <laughs> What's going on? Well, your girlfriend did text us. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no. Um, there is actually a few things I want to talk about. And it's actually perfect that you're the guest this week because of you being... Um, half German, half American. Uh, however, mm -hmm. you, you lived your entire life here, correct? Pretty much most of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, were you like for longer stretch? I mean, obviously like you go to the States to visit and you do travel and stuff like that, but did you live there for like a long period of time? I lived there for the first five years of my life, but oh, I mean, it's really? the first five years that. of my life. So I don't really know that yeah. much about it anymore. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Um, but one of those topics that we'll talk about tonight that involves it's something that can touch strings on both sides of you. Um, but the mm -hmm. first thing, are you familiar with Mormons? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean. Oh, not personally, but I know of right, them. Yes. Okay. Well, they have <laughs> some very weird, um, I guess all religions do when it comes to premarital sex, but. Mormons, it is an absolute no go. Like that is a no go. 
All right. <laughs> so okay. there is a couple of things, and I heard about this. Uh, this is how they get around it. You know, I went to Catholic schools. A lot of girls did anal. Getting ready to say that's one option. That is one option. However, the Mormons, they're geniuses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's something called soaking. Um, soaking soaking uh you know what's, like soaking, soaking soaking getting wet soaking wet right uh, okay yeah well however or like if you take something and you place it in something wet it soaks up the moisture or whatever right and i'm right. painting a pretty gross picture here but what they I, like I, to I do kind of see where this is going <laughs> <laughs> they uh okay so th- one of the things that they do is it's called soaking. So you enter and that's it. You just sit there and you soak it all in. But isn't that technically sex? No, because you're not ejaculating. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If that's not sex. Yeah. Technically you could pull out. Ev- no, there's no thrusting. There's no thrusting and no ejaculation. Therefore, it doesn't count, right? But well, you would think that initial slide, that, that's a thrust. I, yeah, I call it, I mean, I, hey, if, that's, if it's in, it's sex in my book. Yeah, even if it's just a tip, yeah. it counts. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's it how counts. It, it definitely counts. It definitely has to because that's the only way I have the numbers that I do. but there's another one and this one is genius it's called jump humping (laughs) um and the thing with jump humping is uh imagine like so i'm a mormon right we'll pretend Mm -hmm. and i'm like yo i need to you know i need to soak with this girl i need you to come over (laughs) though while i'm soaking and i need you to jump on my bed like, just jump on the bed. Crazy, right? So, like, you're sitting there bouncing on it like it's a fucking trampoline. And with that motion, <laughs> you're having sex. But you're not having sex. You're making me have sex. I'm not doing it. So it doesn't count. <laughs> like, I heard this shit, and it blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is some of the craziest shit I've ever heard. And... Like you think back to when you were a teenager, like all the tricks and tips that you tried to do and play. Like <laughs> these motherfuckers are genius. You know what I mean? Like they are. Baby, let me go balls deep. As long as I don't move, it doesn't count. You know what I mean? Like that's dude, at that age, I doubt like if you're if you're going all the way in, you're gonna finish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but crazy. that's almost that's almost German bureaucracy level genius. Mm-hmm. Like, let's define <laughs> yeah. when sex starts. Exactly. And anything that you do before that moment technically is not sex. But what I want to know is how do you keep the guy who jumps on your bed from beating off on your? I don't think you can stop that at all, man. You just got to go with it. Let it happen. Because, because to me, that's like, I mean, I can, it's, it's there. I can understand why, why people can enjoy that. Right now. Would that be like a Mormon MMF, uh, threesome? (laughs) (laughs) Like technically it is, but like that's, Oh, that's an, you're a genius too. You're like half Mormon. Like, because what if one guy soaks a girl and they take turns jumping? 
Yeah. Then that's like, that's definitely not a gangbang. And it's definitely not a threesome. No, it's, dude, you're onto something. But how does she like, how does she explain it to her, to her God or, or whatever? Because I mean, it's widened after that. I mean, yeah, the hymen's broken. Yeah. You've been deflowered. So technically, I mean, I don't know. I don't know either, but I like we, I think we got to go to Utah, man. (laughs) We definitely got to go to Utah. (laughs) And, um, like, or like if I go to the doctor because I, again, stuck my dick in a, in a socket or something. And, and he's like, did you fuck the socket? And I'm like, no, I, I just soaked it. Like, <laughs> that's See, that's what I'm saying. If, you, if your dick is in something, then you fucked it. Like if you, if you just, even just for, 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 um, for, for a scientific moments like if i'm sure everybody has tried to slide his dick in a uh in a vacuum cleaner so i'm I'm sorry even if you just did it to see if it fits you fucked the vacuum cleaner yeah definitely right yeah so oh (laughs) mormons man soaking i gotta remember that so pumping while we're talking like i heard it it was on a different podcast i had to pause it and then I went to Google. Next thing you know, like I'm at work and I'm down a two and a half hour long rabbit hole searching, soaking and jump pumping. And it blew my mind. Like this is legit people like this is a this is a major concern within the Mormon community. Hmm. <laughs> but also. Also, I've had sex like that and I don't I, I didn't even know that I was. I didn't even know that I was soaking. I thought I was just having really bad sex. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like you go back to like, you were like, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years old. It's like, Oh, come on, baby. Before I go home, let me just, you know, let me slide it in. I'll just, I won't even mm-hmm. move, you know, and I'll just beat off later. And <laughs> like, that's what, that's what we were doing. Like we, you know what I mean? Technically, yeah. like, this is like something that's been passed down from generation to generation biologically without even knowing it. But the Mormons right. gave it a name. And it is like, <laughs> it is the most perfect name. Like when I hear soaking, <laughs> I just think of like taking a sock and putting it in a sink full of water and just letting it soak <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. And it just, it cracked me up. <laughs> um, while we're talking about weird stuff, um, you don't need to incriminate yourself. But what's the weirdest way that you would ever ingest something? Like, say, nicotine. The weirdest way that I would ingest something. Um, I don't. I never did it, but I could imagine. Um, Sticking a nicotine gum in your anus is pretty much up there. Dude, you hit it. So there's um, in Denmark. <laughs> in Denmark, this is uh, this is like a major concern for people. And it's, it's <laughs> spreading all over the place. Not nicotine gum, but the nicotine patches, right? Or oh my God. there's these things called snooze. It's like mm-hmm. chewing tobacco, but like in like a little tea bag that you just put in your upper lip and you put it there. You can swallow it. You can do whatever. You don't have to spit. 
and that it's called snus, right? Mm-hmm. Camel even makes snus pouches like it for our American listeners. If you hear snus, you know what I'm talking about. Well, they take those or the actual nicotine patches. Like if you want to quit smoking, you put a patch on your arm or your anywhere on your body and you absorb the nicotine. They're putting them not only in their buttholes, their foreskin. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like imagine pulling your foreskin back and just tucking one of them bastards up underneath there and going on about your day. That's so anti-Semitic. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, I was down in some crazy rabbit holes this week. I came across some really fucked up stuff. Like, really I'd, fucked up. I'd really up. like to... Man, I'd like to, to read your Google search history just once. <laughs> you know what? And that's, a, that's another thing. Uh, I was just talking about this the other day with one of my friends. The problem with Google searches um, nowadays... It doesn't matter how many times you clear your search history, whatever you do, Google, they're, they're logging all of that. You know what I mean? Like that, that's mm. all logged. So you can clear it. That's only protects you from say like a spouse or somebody else. But as far as like an actual governmental level or whatever, no, you're, you're not scrubbing anything. It's there. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I was, tell, I was telling uh, my wife the other day, I'm like, yo, I was like, if somebody ever looked at my Google search, they would be horrified. She, and like, for example, soaking, jump pumping, nicotine patches in your foreskin, like who, and this is like just in the last like 72 hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, so what if they, what if they find you um, like floating in the lawn, butt naked? then like that completely paints a, a, a false picture of how you actually died. Yeah. Like, cause they, they <laughs> would go like, and be like, Hey man, you know what? In September in you know, early October, 2021, this is what he was looking at. <laughs> no fucking wonder he's floating in the lawn. <laughs> yeah. Like, but did you ever wonder like how with those serial killer cases or those domestic violence cases where somebody ends up getting killed? Um, that they find out and um, like somehow make public what these people Googled. Isn't that like part of the investigation or something? How yeah. can, how do we become, find out about this? It becomes public record. I think at that point, but that's an American thing, right? Um, I think it's an everywhere thing except for Germany. Germany is the only country that has that fuck uh, data security. Hmm. It, it totally makes sense because, like, one case that uh, I went down a rabbit hole about is this whole uh, Chris Watts case. I don't know if you heard about him. No. Um, it's an American guy from Colorado um, who actually had a, a picture-perfect family. At least that's what it looked like. Um, and his wife was very active on social media doing um, multi-level marketing with all, all kinds of stuff. And um, he wound up choking her um driving his kids out to an oil rig that he worked at um smothering them at the oil rig and dumping them into an oil tank um like yeah and nobody really suspected him at first but it took him like 72 hours <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy yeah it it is it is L- look it up man it's it's definitely um they, they have a documentary on on Netflix also yeah um, like a lot yeah, of that 
go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, and and this guy like turned out having a, a mistress and everything, and um, like she googled him. They they like they they um made her like the the side chicks uh public re- uh, Google records public also, and she wound up googling that family in 2017 or something the first time at least that's what they allege and um all this stuff happened in 2018 oh wow so now they're like okay what role does she play yeah influence him um to kill his entire family so that's what i'm saying i mean it's it's tough if you if you just imagine that one of these days like if you get like caught up in some stupid accident or or whatever, I mean, killing your family obviously is not an accident. But no, like, <laughs> if, if some fucked up shit happens to you and they look at your Google search history, you can construct a case, man. Yeah, it's crazy. That is, it's, it's, <laughs> and that's technology nowadays, man. Like, you know, back in the day, like you could have a serial killer go on for years. You know, and just breadcrumbing yeah. it the whole way. Like here, if you make like the dumbest mistake, you are caught with a quickness. And that's, I mean, it's modern technology. It's amazing. But if you're trying to do bad or sh- sketchy shit, it's awful. Like we, you live in like the worst times, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's cra- like, it's crazy. There's no other way. Like, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to, um, I guess, explain it. Um, yeah, but I, but I'd like to not acknowledge that um, I really like the fact that you have so much sympathy for criminals, um, <laughs> because somebody has to, somebody has to. You know, that's. <laughs> I just want to know that my tax dollars are being well paid. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it, it's crazy. Now, and it's funny. I, I kind of like how we're segueing like into the next thing that I want to talk about. Um, so earlier I mentioned something, you know, I mentioned that you're half German, you're half American, right? Right. Everybody knows that the Holocaust was terrible and that world war two was terrible. (laughs) I already see you smirking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not smirking. I'm not smirking at the Holocaust. I'm definitely not smirking at the Holocaust. I just, I just want, I just want to know where you're going with this. (laughs) Man, I wish Chris would have been on tonight. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, the way you started the sentence, um, you start, you set it up the way that I expect you to say, but yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what I'm going for. Um, again, it's bad. It's really, 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 really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, however, No, not really a however. Um, well, kind of. It is. It's For me, it's kind of a whatever. Like, everybody knows. It is It is awful history, what happened to the Jews and everything. What in All of what happened here uh, back in those times. Absolutely awful. I don't condone it. I'm not a fan of it. Just want to set that straight. I know we make a lot of jokes, um, especially with our buddy, Chris, who absolutely like, this is going to fucking blow everybody's brains. He's not even Jewish. We just fuck with them. Um, but there is, you know, they keep going after people from who had anything to do with it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know mm-hmm. that kind of sounds fucked up and controversial. 
But last week, a 96-year-old secretary, a secretary, a young girl who was, I think, uh, she was 17 or 18 years old at the time, was at a, a con- she was a secretary at a concentration camp. But she didn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with what was going on there. Probably didn't even know what was going on there, you know, other than people were being held there, right? Um, and was put on trial at 96 years old. Like, isn't there, I know like in America, there's a statute of limitations with certain Mm -hmm. things. I get it again, the Holocaust awful, but a 96 year old girl who had nothing to do with it. Like, is that worth the waste of resources? Well, um, like, how do you see that as, as somebody who is, you know, spent majority of your life here in Germany, um, Mm -hmm. you have, your mother is German. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, how do you, how does that, I mean, does that, how do you feel about that? Well, number one, um, I think it's it's easy to feel sympathy for a 96 year old woman because you, you grow up and you have this image of grandma or grandpa who spent their life. Yeah. They made a couple of wrong decisions. Um, but all in all, um, there, there, nobody ever has, or I mean, some people do obviously not nobody, but there's hardly an image of, and a really evil old person, except for in fairy tales. Right. So I understand that. And I also understand how um, you could, one could construct the case or argue the case that she didn't know what she was doing. But one of the, one of the very reasons that um, murder doesn't fall under the statute, statute of limitations in Germany is so that you can um, still prosecute people who were right. part of the Holocaust. Um, that's like well, one of the very It's like that in America as well. It is? Okay. Yeah. Because um, I know they changed that after having to reinstate former Nazis, proven Nazis, yep. into uh, the judicial system because they didn't have anybody else to do it. Yep. So um, is it... Is it fair to uh, to prosecute somebody? Well, it's it's the law. They 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 still can do it, and um, if if that's what that law is for, then I think they should do that. Because here's here's the thing. Um, one thing that's been um, debunked is the counter argument that you always get. Well, these people had the choice: either we take part in the Holocaust or we get killed ourselves. That never was the case. Really? Um, I thought I've I've I thought that was well documented that was the case. There was a no, guy no, you, uh there was a uh actually dude lived on the street of my stepdad in Parma, mm-hmm. Ohio. He was actually extradited at almost I forget how old he was. He was extradited from the states to Germany, prosecuted and died in prison here <clears throat> because he worked in a hall he he was actually doing bad shit and it was had no choice. And that was like a lot of people were able to prove that. However, that dude was a dick bag. He was actually doing stuff 
I get that. Go after those people. Prosecute mm-hmm. them. Make them live the rest of their lives or execute them right on spot. I don't care. Waste as mm-hmm. many resources as you possibly want on those kind of people. But mm-hmm. not on an 18-year-old girl who had no clue what was going on and was just a secretary. You know what I mean? Like, well, at 96 years old, like... Mm, well, if she was a secretary, um, then she had access to papers and people talk on a hallway. True. Um, even though, I mean, she even though she might not have witnessed somebody getting killed personally, directly, yeah. was going um, because the uh, the inmates they they worked in um, in the administrative buildings as well, like cleaning them. Some even uh, the ones that could read and write. Um, they used them in there too, so she definitely knew that she was uh, working in some some kind of prison. Yeah, um, a kind of prison where a lot of people essentially died. Now, there's a good um, a good quote that just comes to my mind. I think it's a German quote. It's like, just imagine somebody declares war and nobody goes, right? So, if everybody would have just said, okay, well, let's let's not do that. Um, let's not take part in it. Let's not um, support it in any way, shape, or form. The Nazis would have had to go through strong or to go through a whole bunch of lengths just to keep the system running. Yeah. Um, they might. They maybe would have had to throw with throwing them into prison or executing them, and that would have changed. Might not have changed the outcome in history, but it would have changed the way we can look at the people who took part. Because yeah. right now. Um, if this was the easiest way out to her, or if this was just a stepping stone to her, then I think I can argue that working in a system that um, that kills people, that that tortures people, seemed like an okay alternative to any other career options that she would have had as an eighteen-year-old girl. Right. And in that well, case, in I that, think the, yeah, in those war times, in that time. You didn't really have a whole lot of other options, though. You you have to well, remember you, that too, like in America, that women are what drove the war effort. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um. So yeah. technically, like I I don't know, and you actually made some really good points, but when you look at it, like ninety six years old, man, like yeah, I get it people should be punished for their thing. But however, what's worth, what's when you look at it and you want to know where your tax dollars are going, because essentially we're over here, these people are being prosecuted here and this is where Mm -hmm. it's happening, right? Mm -hmm. This is our money at stake. Um, You have a 96 year old secretary, right? Who is just a Mm -hmm. secretary and it's, it's proven in a building. It was on the facility. However, very far away. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Or an SS guard. I think we should prosecute them both. Um, okay. Now the thing with uh, with the ninety six year old lady um, is, you, I, I understand the argument also that you know time's just going to take care of it. Give it another three or four years, and she's going to be gone anyway. So why waste all these resources? Um, but also, she was fit and witty enough to escape the police on yeah. one occasion. I don't know if you read about that. I mean, she somehow knew that they were coming. No, I didn't um, know that. 
and yeah, she escaped her home um, and went living, I don't know, with a friend or something. And they caught her there after a couple of days, but she fled the police. Um, and if she's like, <laughs> if she's got enough life and fight in her to do that, then um, yeah, yeah, I think she can stand a trial. That's a good point. Very good point. And, but and then when it comes to when it comes to tax or tax money and everything, um, I don't know, man. These people are these people are criminals. Yeah, in, they're monsters. In my mind. They're monsters. Um, and I think that maybe a couple of my tax dollars should be used in um, prosecuting people who made very poor decisions that, that led the long or the longest war in American history and the destabilization of entire regions. I know this is probably not, <laughs> I know that not a lot of people, not a lot of people are going to agree with me on this. Um, but I think there are certain elements of, of American government who made very, very poor decisions. Yes. Um, that should be prosecuted also. Yes. And they're protected. Yep. Yeah, the whole immunity rights and everything, like how it works in the States, man, it blows my fucking mind. Um, yeah. But I had this conversation the other day with a guy at work. He's an older German guy. He's close to retirement, like born around, you know what I mean? Like shortly after the war. Mm -hmm. So grew up with a different mentality, right? Um, and he said, it's like, you know, <sighs> The second, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the secretary knew it had to, like, maybe she knew it was going on. Maybe she didn't, whatever. But if I have the option to allocate resources on those kind of people or allocate the resources on like this SS guard, who's going to go, he's uh, supposed to be on trial and will be convicted next week. Uh, according to what I read, uh, he's a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. 100% okay with that. Yeah. Take all our, you know, allocate all our tax dollars for that on those kind of people. Cause those are the real fucking shit bags. Those are the people mm -hmm. that were doing the awful stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause in the 1920s, you know, in the 1930s and forties, <laughs> women didn't have the rights to do a whole lot, especially over here. So mm. there is no decision making in them. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It just, I just wanted to get your standpoint on it. And I know we just, we, we took a weird turn here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but it's interesting. I mean, like, like you said, um, there weren't a lot of career options for women at that time, except for the Holocaust, ironically. Um, so, you know, if, if that's one of the decisions you, you make, if you actively say, okay, here I am, um, yeah i'm ready coach put me in yeah um then hey like you know just just uh be glad that you made it this far but now your ass is going to jail yeah i don't know it's 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 crazy man it's but people crazy. were built different back then weren't they i mean just imagine the longevity of some of these people just to have them still around so that you can yeah. still prosecute them yeah they lost the war some of them were sent to the war then um working in a prison system like that i'm sure gives you sleepless nights every now and then yeah um but yeah yet people like are, are living to be 100 years old and stuff yep kind of unfair isn't it <laughs> yeah well it i mean 
Yeah. It's a, they call it the greatest generation. And Mm. I I believe it. You know what I mean? Like those were, it didn't matter where you were from at that point. When you look back at those times, those were, you know, kids that had to be men in a awful situation. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I I don't know, man, there's no winners and wars in my opinion. That's just my personal opinion. I know we have a lot of, uh, military listeners. We have people that are on this podcast normally that are uh, active and former military. And it's, I get it, but at the same time, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Right. That's just, that's just me though. Yeah. Well, especially with, uh, with the American guys that are that have been sent to Afghanistan, man, I can, I can hardly imagine how they have to feel right now. Like, or the family of those, uh, of the people who got like shot up or something yeah. that right now, like people just get withdrawn. Um, the country still, the country's still a shithole or is a shithole again. Yeah. Um, there's a great doc documentary out there on Netflix also right now mm-hmm. about which de- decisions, um, ended up being wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, a lot of these people were down there to actually change something for the better. Exactly, man. And And that's what they were told. Yep. And that's exactly what they were told. And the thing is, like, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I wasn't military. You weren't military. Mm. Um, But you come from a military family. Yeah. I come from a military family. Uh, We have friends that were over there, even Americans and Germans. Um. And the thing, the thing that really, from somebody outside looking in, what really messes me up is the last 20 years were for absolutely nothing. Right. You negated 20 years and not just the lives of the American soldiers or the NATO soldiers that lost their lives, but the Afghani people and the citizens that had nothing to do with it. You just negated everything yep. and to me like that really that really pissed me off and uh that really i mean it to me like that's the thing when i think about that whole situation that's what bugs me the most yeah it's it's them um i heard um i heard a very interesting standpoint from an american soldier he said look um they don't pay me to make political decisions no. um they, they don't pay me to judge if this is idea to go down there or not. They pay me to go down there to do a job. So my opinion has, has become um, those people, the soldiers that got sent down there, you know, nobody sold them a dream. Of course, you told them that, um, that you're going to help build up the country and everybody's going to love you and that kind of shit. But um, in the end, not while you're doing it, obviously, but, um, but in the end, you're going to be on the right side of history. Yeah. So, but still it would have been their job. It's, it's their job regardless. When, exactly. when they sign the papers, they know they go to a place where they might die. Yep. Um, to fight a war that's probably unpopular, but the people who helped them, the people that they used for infra- infrastructure reasons and everything, those people believed in democracy. They actually believed that what these people that fly in with bombs that, and guns and shit that, that ruin our country, especially ruin the infrastructure, it's what they bring is, is better than what we got before. Exactly. And we, we just leave and leave them there. 
for for the Taliban to chew them up. Um, that's something that really blows my mind. That really that really frustrates me. And that's German yeah. and American. Yeah, that's because we sold them that dream. Yep, and we weren't able to deliver. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and the thing. Got- like, people are ready. We know it. I mean, being over here in Europe, America is not everybody's favorite. Like, I'm an American. I'm a proud American. We have a lot of friends that are proud Americans. But guess what? Outside of America, (laughs) nobody likes you. Nobody likes us. That's how it is. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go that far. But Uh, at least after the the Trump years, specifically, people have grown grown to, uh, to, to be very, I don't know, Let's let's say let's put it like this. Um, they tolerate us. Gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like no. America is is like somebody's drunk uncle at a party that they're just waiting to see what kind of shit's going about to go down. You know what I mean? Like that's what's going on. <laughs> um, and it, I don't know, man. The whole thing, like I said, like I. I don't have a whole lot of room to talk because I'm not military. I wasn't, but I see what I see and I see like how it's affected my friends. Like, especially I have friends that served over there and it's just like, you could tell man, like when all that went down, they're just kind of like, like, you know, like they they lost part of themselves when all that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, and that's not even our country. Imagine, like you said, we sold a dream to an entire country that we just said, you know what, we're done, and just walked away. Yep. It's it's disgusting, man. It it to yeah. me, it's really disgusting. Yeah, we we treated them, we treated them like um like a towel in a hotel, you know, we wiped our ass with them. Yep. And then we're like, uh, well, this isn't this isn't that nice anyway. You know, people people steal towels from hotels because they think they're they're high quality towels, but that one right there, no, I'm not taking that one. Exactly. Um, see, and it's just yeah. a cum rag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well, like on that, that note, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's just interesting. Cause I mean, we're both kind of outsiders looking in on that aspect. Uh, I mean, everybody is, um, even for the people that, yeah, if you served over there and you were over there, I get it, but it, you know, it's been a number of years since you've been over there. A lot of things have changed, you know, it, but you, you would think, like you said, like, I, I, I really like that quote, how you said that. I really like that a lot because it's true. We were, we we're snake oil salesmen. Yeah. You know? On a scale that's on an unimaginable. <laughs> unimaginable. I mean, you can't even put a, a dollar amount on it. Yeah. And there's one thing that I heard in a Michael Moore documentary at documentary i think it was uh fahrenheit 911 mm-hmm. um in the end i think he says um like we have we should we ought to be proud of our of our service men and women that um elect to put their life on the line mm-hmm. for um 
for for reasons that don't understand sometimes blah blah what have you but it's up to us to make sure that we only elect people who make them do it in situations where they absolutely have to exactly and and that's true man that is absolutely true uh at the end of the game when you look at military all it is is it's chess it's a game of chess yeah it's all it is you are somebody else's play piece and god bless the people that do it voluntarily man because a lot Mm -hmm. of countries you don't have that option i mean up until a few years ago uh what was it like six maybe 10 years ago not even less than 10 years ago germany every single male had to do at least two years of military service unless you had like some kind of other um you know educational obligation or something like that you can negate that by doing your services somewhere else. And, um, you know, I think it helped in a lot of ways. Um, what's not only, well, first of all, the people who got, um, who got drafted that way, um, like some of them for the, some of them for the first time, uh, they were away from home. Like it made you, made you a little bit more self-sustainable. Yeah. Um, it gave you a, a view about how other people live, maybe not so much in the military, but um, if you do like community service in exchange, mm-hmm. um, like it used to be two years in the military, um, but then they, I think, knocked it down to one and a half and community service was uh, two years. They kept community service a little bit longer because they wanted to bait people to join the military. Exactly. Um, yeah, I did community service because um, joining the military would have involved an oath on the Constitution, and that would have waived my American citizenship, which I exactly. didn't feel like giving up. Yep. Um, but for me, I learned so much um, in those in those years that I did that. Um, I'm really very, very glad that I had to do it. And I think you can feel just with the way that people are right now, the way that um, like young people that just graduate from school um, the way they view the world and everything, um, with this absolute lack of compassion, I think, um, I think we could really use that again. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. It, to even make it mandatory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, um, you know, like you said, you see, you're introduced to different things. You see different things. Not only that, mm-hmm. you learn to see things differently. Like you are forced to change your perspective on things. And I I think that's something um, every young young adult really needs because Mm -hmm. it it helps you. Because, I mean, man, I've been here 11 years and I the way my kids go to school and stuff like that. And I talk to them about certain things. And it's here you look at the curriculum with even kids that are in uh abattoir here which is kind of like high school and they go through like different things we're not preparing our future no we're not the the educational system here is broke and i have been very 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 vocal about it um here locally with like the schools with my children um and i just keep getting the same run around that's how it is here yeah. Okay. Have you ever considered moving your family somewhere else? Yes. Not necessarily the States, but um, maybe Spain or something? Um, we've actually talked about it a little bit. 
Um, okay, what what was in the what was in the discussion? What was in the hunt? Uh, London, mm-hmm. uh, Italy. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Like personally, I wouldn't mind uh, Sweden or Norway. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because those are more. I like how everything's based over. Like I like I like I like the run of everything over there. It's real nice. But London, the reason why mm-hmm. is because I applied a thing. I had a job opportunity, but I turned down because it. Oh no! I did a lot of research, and the company was not what they presented themselves to be. Okay. And um, yeah. But Italy, I wouldn't mind. I I love Italy. That's our usually go to if we're not going to the states. We're in Italy, so it's it'd be awesome. But it's the mm-hmm. only problem there is it's a poor. It's a very, very, very poor country. People don't realize that. Like, you know, like you tell people back home, like, oh, yeah, we're going to Italy. They're like, oh, hoity-toity. It's like, eh. <laughs> it's fucking Europe's Mexico. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking third world country. <laughs> I like that. I like the way you said it's Europe's Mexico. But it's, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's, I don't know. My oldest, she keeps, she wants to go back to the States more than anything. Hmm. Um, the wife, she isn't 100% opposed to it. It just depends. What, Ohio is out of the question. Hmm. So. Why? If you guys like Italy, then why not go to Ohio? Yeah. <laughs> poor countries <laughs> that will be cut out of this week's podcast <laughs> no um yeah but I mean, that's the thing though it's when you have i think if you if you're raised over here you don't know any better obviously you don't know things but the problem is i was raised <laughs> it's not really fair because I went to like Catholic schools and stuff like that growing up. So like I had a little bit better educational chances than others, I guess you could say. Um, Mm -hmm. My wife, where she went to school in Kazakhstan, it was kind of like the same system. Like they're just very meticulous. It's, it's, you are learning. They put you through the paces. We're here. Like my kids today, I got a call that she called me at, uh, 10 20 this morning like yo where are you i'm like i'm at home oh yeah you're supposed to pick us up we're done with school i said you guys just left a couple hours ago what the fuck do you mean you're done with school (laughs) i was like are you sick or something i was like i want to talk to your teacher and she's like no 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 dumb dumb we're done we're the whole school's done for the day it blew my mind (laughs) it blew my mind like and because i'm at work so i don't really pay attention i don't know that and I'm sitting there looking at my kid, my youngest and, and my oldest school schedule. I think they have one day a week where they have eight hours. The rest of it's like three hours, four hours. There's one day my daughter doesn't even have to go to school until 1130. It just it. Oh, I used to love those days. That <laughs> doesn't exist in America. Huh? Like I it blew my mind. Yeah, when we came yeah. over here, and like, and that's part of the reason why I think the whole, the whole system's broke, man, because they're not really doing a whole lot. Well, 
Yeah, yes and no. Um, on the other hand, um, you do have a little more abilities for teachers to be creative students. Um, but they're not. And well, I don't know. That might I, that that might hold truth for for your school or or the kid or yeah. the school that your kids go to. I mean, there's there's good schools and bad schools in Germany, right. obviously. Also, so yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah. On on one hand, and on uh, on on in one point, I agree. Like you can't complain that you don't have enough time to educate people, and then not keep them in school for for at least half the day. I mean. I understand that. Yeah, that's the thing that blows my mind. They're like, "Oh, we're only doing with, you know, we're we're doing the best we can with what we have." And it's like, "Well, you don't have enough. Make more." Um, but but that's that's not also that's not uh, the school's responsibility because um, schools are are like regulated by the state, and if they don't a- allocate enough money for like to to employ like a set amount of teachers that you would need then it's not necessarily the school's fault, but it is a system thing. I agree. Yep. Ah, oh, well, it, it is what it is, man. That's, you know, I can get, that's I our can, Dave quote. Of the I can go on those rants all day. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, for me, it's just, what can you do? Really? What can you do? Uh, you know, we're here. These are the cards that we have to play with. We have to make the best hand out of it. And that's the thing that me and my wife keep talking about. And she, but that's the thing, like for her right now, the biggest thing is family. Um, her parents live with us. Her, the rest of her family lives like in any direction you drive from my house, you drive not more than 10 minutes. You're going to run in like within her the radius of her family you know what i mean um mm-hmm. so that's for her that's the hardest for her to give up but at the same time and i keep telling her i'm like yeah but that's not fair because you have to realize you you're we have your family what about mine right you know what i mean so like no matter how you look at it it's always going to be unfair right. so i keep I- telling her i'm like we have to take that equation out of it let's make it as unfair as we possibly can for the both of us while putting (laughs) but i mean yeah that sounds kind of fucked up and it's like let's make it as unfair as we possibly can for the both of us however with the best intentions of our family in mind Mm -hmm. let's build Mm -hmm. the best version of what we can be for us and Mm -hmm. only us you know and I think it's starting to resonate a little bit. I, it sounds harsh and it's a little, you know, it's a little unorthodox, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love my family, but at the same time, I love this family more, you know? So yeah. that's I think my it, it, number one priority. It makes sense. 100% because um, like in one sense, it will make the playing field very level again exactly when it comes to certain decisions because if you live with your um with your in-laws then maybe a lot of decisions are taken away from the fact that you're basically living in their house yeah no we'll see that's and that's one thing i am uh happy and lucky about it's no 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 okay it's this is my house and that is it's how it is that's good yeah so 
we don't always see eye to eye, but at the end of the day, I just like in the middle of an argument, like with her dad or whatever, I just go, cool, man. Do you have your input? I took a consideration, but I'm that I, at the end of the day, it's my name. That's on everything here associated here. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because a lot of people that I know, um, Americans that live with, um, <laughs> with their, with their in-laws that happen to be not German, um, they have a lot of problems. I know two guys, one of them has a, a Turkish wife and a Turkish family that lives oh, very God. close by. And another person lives um, in his Russian wife's parents' house. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can't decide what pictures to put on the wall, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, but in, you know what, though, in, in, in all fairness and in reality, we do. I mean, we do have our battles. We do have our fights, but um, they do we get along for the most part, you know what I mean? And it's, and I don't mm. try to be as big of a dick as I'm coming off as like, I do tell like it at the end of the day, I'm still going to do what I think is best for this house because if the, you don't like it, leave. I don't care, but I still do try to keep it fair for like major decisions. I get everybody together and it's like, Hey, these are the options we have. This is what I'm thinking. Do you guys have any, like, do you guys want to provide any kind of input or feedback on what I want to do here? And Mm -hmm. I do try to take it into consideration, but there's other times where I'm just like, no, that's dumb. We're not going to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But there's also times where I've been told it's like, yo, that's dumb. Don't do that. And then like, I'll think about it. It's like, okay, yeah. And it's, it's kind of good. Like at the same time, I do try to maintain those checks and balances. And I think it's very crucial because I'm in a Russian. My wife is Russian. Her parents are obviously Russian and the Russians are very big on respect and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, the, the older people, they, they condone the most respect. They deserve it and stuff like that. And I try to do that without, I try to maintain like the checks and balances where everybody knows their place, but at the same time, I'm not being disrespectful or overstepping any kind of boundaries, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, it does. But at times, man, it, it can be, it's pretty hard. <laughs> it can be very, very, very hard. And it takes a mental toll on you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just, that's, it's life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, but that's just how it is. <clears throat> wow. We. So what are you doing? What? No, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to know, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I am working on uh, a balcony here. Got a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff painted. I just have to uh, put the slats back up and some yard work. Closing down the pool for the year. That's about it. Man, you're always building something. You're so just so talented, man. It's like yeah, I, I look up pe- I look up to people who can do that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm one of those uh, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. I guess you could say. Um, I just <laughs> I have no choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I do have a construction background, thankfully, for because I always work shit jobs. But uh-huh. yeah, man. It's ex- shit's expensive over here if you want to hire people. So it's like, 
nope, <laughs> I'll figure it out and I do it myself. Um, damn. So it works out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, definitely. But that's about it. We heard your weekend. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Now, is this your first time doing the German bowl? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm supposed to do English commentary. Um, the way it looks, where uh, can you find the English commentary? It's on livestream.com. Okay. Uh, shameless plug. Um, livestream.com uh, slash GFL TV. You can find it. I'm also going to post it on my Facebook and my Instagram if I make it on time. If not, fuck the whole thing. Um, <laughs> like I said, I have to work till like, uh, I don't know, one thirty, and then I have to run down to Frankfurt, make sure I make it. Um, Holy which shit. Which is only possible. Yeah. What time does the game start? Six. Oh, man. And are you taking the yeah. Tesla? I, I might. I'm probably going to have to. Well, the thing is, here's here's the thing. Here's my plan. Um, <laughs> it's it's complicated. Oh, man, you're going to cut um, it. If you have to take the Tesla, you're going to have to stop and charge it the whole time. See, that's the thing. That's one of the reasons why I why I, first I was reluctant to do the podcast today because I'm still going to have to charge it tonight. And I have to take that into consideration with my sleep plan because I'm also getting up in about six hours. So, um, number one, I have to drive the Tesla to a charger and charge it. I have to put all my stuff that I'm going to need because I'm probably going to spend at least two days back home in the Tesla, which if you live in Bremen is basically suicide because you have a 50, 50 chance of your car getting broken into. Jesus That's number Christ. one. Um, <laughs> then, um, I'm thinking like if I have a certain time, uh, time constraint that if I don't get off until 12, I'm going to go to the airport and rent a car. I'm going to rent a, a diesel yeah. that's fast that I'm, that I don't have to charge. Now, the only way that I have a chance of even making it is that, um, I don't run into a traffic jam. Now I know there's three construction sites on the way. Yeah. So that means I have a window between like 12 and one where it actually makes sense oh, to, to take man, the car because that. it might work. You know what though? At that point, how much are you going to pay in fuel as opposed to a ticket to Frankfurt? A ticket in what? A plane. Okay, see? And here's the problem with the plane. Uh, <laughs> I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. Now, if I get off at 12 and that's safe. Yeah. That, or no, 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 no. Uh, 11, I have to get off at 11, between 11 and 11.15. Then... I need to know that in advance, of course, because then I can take a plane that leaves in eleven, leaves at eleven, and ends up in Frankfurt at twelve at twelve o'clock. So it's absolutely absolutely no problem. Yeah. If I have to work till one, I can drive to Hamburg, park my car there, and fly to Frankfurt from Hamburg. Because here's the thing: if I miss that eleven a.m. flight, then I have no chance of getting to Frankfurt from Bremen. Four, which means I consider the t- to drive to Hamburg to fly to Frankfurt. Hamburg is north of Bremen. For those Jesus who don't know. Christ, it's about uh, eighty miles north of Bremen. Oh man! So I have to drive north to fly south. <laughs> That's right? crazy. It is. It is. So I take it your Audi is not fixed then. It's not fixed, and that's the next thing. Um, I just found out that putting in a new part. 
Yeah. Um, it's the oh shit, the the, the uh, particle thing it has to do with the combustion. Yeah, the roost particle filter. filter. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now you can have that refurbished. Yeah. Uh, that'll cost about seven hundred ish. Yeah. Um, and then you're good to go for about three hundred k's. Just replacing it would run me about four and a half thousand euro. And that's the cheap one. Dude, I think we need to talk off I think podcast. We do. <laughs> Trust me. I could I I know how to get that done way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm all, I'm already I already work with uh with with a Russian guy who's into motors. So <laughs> if if you can out Russian him, <laughs> the A6 in my driveway, we just redid the particle filter, I think for um we did it ourselves in total, maybe 400 euro. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. Went to a junkyard. Damn. I cut it out myself with a sawzall. And then we did it out in the driveway. <laughs> Man, you're going to have to. Hey, I'm going to make you hillbilly my Audi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because then you can take like. That god damn, how long of a drive is that though from Bremen to Frankfurt? That's gotta be what five, six hours? Uh, well, yeah, five hours, five and a half according to Google. I'd say four if I really gun it. Yeah, but if that's it that's if you're in a car that you don't have to charge every hour. One hundred percent, yeah. That's crazy. Otherwise there's no gunning. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, so if I'm you're not gunning it, how long how how long of a charge can you get if you don't gun it? If I don't gun it, then um, I could probably make it with only one 15-minute charge if I um, go to the proper charger because not all chargers have that kind of output. Yeah, you have to go to the actual Tesla supercharger, right? No, no. There's a couple of them that actually have more output than the superchargers do. Oh, really? Um, that are included in my flat rate, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, but the thing is, if you charge too early and your battery is still too full, then they don't um, they don't hit it with the full capacity of of the machine. So you have to charge if your battery as soon as your batteries run down enough, so that you actually get a massive. <laughs> David be chuckling now. A massive load in within fifteen <laughs> minutes. That's what she said. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you have to. You really have to edge your car. So that if you if you plug it up, you get this massive load in fifteen minutes. <laughs> Dude, I've definitely plugged some holes. I've definitely plugged and given <laughs> massive loads in less than fifteen minutes. <laughs> Dude, then I'm just then I'm just gonna take you along and like about a hundred k's out of Frankfurt. I'm gonna make you fuck my car. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be the title of this week's uh podcast <laughs> massive loads <laughs> yeah oh man so, so so your car has to be has to be properly edged for uh for the charging station to blow a massive load into it um 
so that also means that while you're driving, um, you're going to be on your phone. I know it's illegal, but you're going to be all on your phone in your app with the, with the flat rate thing to find the proper charging station. Because like I said, not all charging stations have the same output. So you can't do that yeah. on the actual onboard on your car. No, it only, well, it, it shows more chargers than only the Tesla superchargers. That's true. But, um, the car doesn't know which chargers are included in my app. So I have to look at the okay, app anyway. You have to do, okay. I get you. Yeah. I get you. And also, yeah. And also, um, it doesn't show every, every charger because I've blown by them. I've blown by them before because it didn't show up. It didn't come up on my Tesla screen. Mm-hmm. But the app shows them all. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's messed up, man. Driving driving a Tesla gives you the same gratitude that you get for like maybe not aborting a potential special needs kid. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, you're such a good human being for driving the Tesla. Oh, well, it takes a little longer and it can do almost everything, but hey, you're such a good person. <laughs> Eventually it will get there. <laughs> Eventually it'll get there. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck me. So you paid a you paid over six figures. You paid six figures for a window liquor of the auto industry, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, man. At least at least you're taking care of people. I love it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're doing your part, bud. <laughs> yep. Like, oh man, I've, my mom, my own mother roasted me today. She's like, you know what? Just sell it and get yourself a real car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. You know what though? Like, I'm not going to talk a whole lot of shit. Like the whole environmental thing, realistically, my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids are probably never going to experience the effects of what's going down right now. I mm-hmm. I believe that. Um, and people are like, "Oh, you gotta you gotta be full electric. That's for you know, it's for the environment." Okay, <laughs> how are those batteries made? And <laughs> what are you doing with them when they're done? And yeah. that's my biggest like that's my biggest thing that I always try to throw in people's faces. But don't get me wrong. I still want to get, I kind of want an all electric vehicle. Like I know I have a buddy back home that got the, uh, E Hummer bad as mm. fuck. I'm sure it is. And I keep looking at, uh, Ford came out with an all electric F one fifty. They're calling it the lightning. Yeah. Yeah. And I keep looking at it and I keep telling uh, the wife, I'm like, yo, you want to take my Honda and I'm going to get that. <laughs> She's like, no, why would you do that? I'm like, it's actually not that expensive. Yeah, they came out with an all-electric Explorer too. Did they really? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll yeah, have to check into that. If they get, it's, if they come out tough. with an all-electric Expedition, then I'm on it. That's what I really okay. want. Well, they might because I know they're restructuring their uh, their their sales concept for Europe. They only do electric cars mm-hmm. anymore. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. But that whole environment, that whole environmental thing. You know, I've seen a lot of shooting stars recently. Um, I really have. Like right now. Skies are full of them. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to do something romantic, then just like take a wife out and look at some shooting stars. Like, every time I see a shooting star, I'm like, man, I hope they took care of their environment. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's yeah. coming, man. It's coming. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing, man. Like we, you can't stop what's already in motion. Yeah. You know, people talk about global warming. Okay. Tell that to the squirrels and animals that are in my yard right now that are, I've never seen a stockpile like this before. Uh-huh. So that means we're in for a very cold winter. Oh, yeah. So how is it? How is global warming now, man? You know, and I keep <laughs> telling people that it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's global warming. We got to do something like <laughs> it's minus 30. Fuck you, you know? Yeah, but that's how it is. Uh, So we actually hit the sweet spot. We're actually over an hour, man. Oh, my God. So and I know you needed to do a, a short podcast, so I'm going to just stop it now because you have. A massive day tomorrow, man. Um, I do, man. Thank you so much for doing this. It was well for me. It was well worth it. Hopefully, it was for you. Um, That's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man. I feel like I'm on my honeymoon right now. <laughs> Dude, I enjoyed it. We should do. Just, we should do more solos like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was great, man. <laughs> So anything yeah. else you want to plug? So plug that one more time for the German Bowl. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Um, I don't know when Bobby's going to upload it. I'm going to have this. Is... This will be up and live tomorrow morning by 8 or okay, 9 o'clock. Well, okay, well, tomorrow, which is October 9th, um, the German Bowl will take place in Frankfurt in the big stadium, not just some side stage where Eintracht Frankfurt also plays. Um, you can watch it and stream it all over the world on livestream.com. Um, I will be there together with the football encyclopedia. Uh, Tino von Eckhart looks like Ron Jeremy a little bit. Um, <laughs> he's a nice guy. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear that. That just came out of my mouth. No, I looks cut like it out Ron Jeremy. With, <laughs> no problem. I'll just leave it in. I don't care. Um, he looks a little bit like Ron Jeremy if Ron Jeremy had health problems. Uh, <laughs> But I like the guy. He's like, um, uh, he's a very good coach. He used to coach me also. He coached um, uh, like the highest leagues and he's a, he's a football encyclopedia and I'm glad to be doing it with him. Um, and yeah, that's it for now. Oh yeah, next weekend I will be in Iserlohn with Dave's football team, the Titans. Um, I will do that instead of doing the Geese and Golden Dragons on the uh Seven, uh, the sixth, no, it's the 16th. Yeah, they put on the 16th. Geese and Golden Dragons are also playing on the 16th. Um, very interesting. They're playing for the advancement into uh, the second league, mm-hmm. which is uh, the second highest league in Germany. So that's a def, that's a definite go to game that I would check out if the Titans hadn't booked me before. Um, yeah, and then after that, it's Hanover the weekend after that. Um, I am in Paderborn doing the relegation for division two um, with the Potterborn dolphins. So yeah, it's football everywhere, man. It's, it's the season, man. That's cool, too, man. So check it out. Definitely. Everybody check it out. Check out his Harry's podcast as well called ball time. Yes, sir. I see you guys just posted a new video. Yes. With a legit NFL player. Yes. For the kicker, for the, Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. That's right. Dominic Eberle, which who happens to be German. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's really cool. 
Um, <laughs> damn, Harry. I love it, man. You're doing big things. I keep it up, man. You definitely, you're an inspiration to all of us. Keep it up. It's always a great time talking with you. Thank you so much. And thanks, man. You too. We will talk to you guys later. You know where to find us. Bye. Peace.